everybody. Welcome to another episode of Studying Law Around the World. I'm Klaus, your host, and today I'll be speaking with Osgenur Kara Bauchi. Bauchi. We'll be speaking about studying law and the practice of law in Turkey. So uh, before we get started, I'll go ahead and read a little bit of her bio so you guys can know a little more about who she is. So uh, Osgenur Kara Bauchi completed her bachelor's degree at Ankara University Faculty of Law in 2015. She was granted an LOM degree at Ankara University Graduate School of Social Sciences with her LOM thesis entitled Financial Leasing of Ships in Maritime Law. And she's currently a PhD candidate at Ankara University Graduate School of Social Sciences. Uh, during her LOM, uh, Mrs. Uh, Karabalchi has been in Germany with Erasmus Plus program at University of Mannheim School of Law and Economics and she's working as a researcher, uh, as a research assistant at Ankara University Faculty of Law at the Maritime Law Department since 2018, and as a researcher at Ankara University National Center for Sea and Maritime Law since 2021. Currently, she's conducting her PhD research at Tulane University School of Law uh, in the US as a visit visiting scholar uh, with the scholarship of the Scientific and Technological Research Council of Turkey. Her research areas are maritime law and transport law. Ozge, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for your invitation. And I'm really appreciate to be part of your podcast. Actually, it will be my first podcast experience. I'm really excited about it. And before we start, I would like to correct one thing, let me. And yeah, sure. as the 1st of June, we just start to say Turkey instead of Turkey. And yeah, it's official name of Turkey in the United Nations and by extension in the International Committee has been Turkey as we call it Turkish. And I will use Turkey instead during our interview and we can start. Excellent. Thank you so much for, <laughs> for making this correction. I think that that just... Uh, I know it will be hard good. for you. Yeah. yeah oh, just... No, it's all good. It's okay. all good. And I'm glad that we're getting to use the, the correct name right away. Uh, okay. That's that's amazing, Turkey. Okay, sounds good. Well, first of all, maybe we, we should start um, with the podcast today, asking a little bit about how how law school works, right? So mm -hmm. normally, the first question I ask is, how long is law school in Turkey, and and if it is an undergraduate degree or not? Okay, yeah, it's an undergraduate degree. In other words, it's like LLB, qualified as LLB. And students go straight directly from high school to law school, unlike the US, you know. Here is really different since I'm in US nowadays. I can see the huge difference between our law education system. And of course, after high school, uh, in order to admit to a university, high school graduates enter two-stage examination in Turkey. And after the student selection examination, they can just start their a law school degree in law faculty and normally bachelor's degree takes four years in Turkey and in Turkey we have public universities and private universities for public universities English prep year is not mandatory but for private universities most of the private universities has a one year English prep year uh, as a mandatory unless you can um, show and provide other English proficiency exam like TOEFL and IELTS. So we can say four years and it's undergraduate. <laughs> okay, perfect, sounds good. And, and when we're talking about what you study during law school, 
are those all like set courses or do you get to choose some like electives or normally everybody studies the same things all through their course? Yeah, I can say 90% of courses are mandatory, uh, but in order to complete the credits for graduation, of course, they need to complete um, 240 credits. It's really huge. So they need to, they obliged to take some elective courses, but they can decide what courses they can take. So yeah, it's 90% are mandatory. Yeah, our law school system based on the mandatory courses generally, but uh, there are some electives can guide the students for find their future areas, of course. For example, from my department, we have some courses related to maritime law and transport law, as well as marine insurance law. I think it helps students to find their interest or uh, uh, in the future work. Perfect. Uh, would you be able to tell me like some of the electives that you could choose if you wanted uh, to, to take them during undergrad? Yeah, yeah, they can they can decide whatever they can choose, but they need to choose because they need to complete their credits to for their graduation. <laughs> but right. otherwise, 90% of our courses are mandatory. It's like basic law uh, courses, criminal law, constitutional law, civil law, code of applications, etc. Perfect. Uh, what what would be some of the courses that you could take as electives? Like, do you have any that you took personally, or? Yeah, uh, in my bachelor year, I just took all the elective courses related to law of the sea and maritime law, and there are also some courses like comparative law, e-law, or competition law. It's really huge, actually. Uh, I didn't. I cannot count all of them, but yeah, there are really so many courses and students take at least one or two courses each term to complete their credits. Perfect. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, another quick, quick question that, that came to my mind as well now, imagining how, how many credits you got to take. Uh, do you normally have classes all day long or are they just, just like in a period of time? Are they like in the morning and afternoon or just how does that it's work? Really it's really classic law education system. It's all day. It starts with, I think, at yeah, 9, 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. And most of the courses, yeah, I think in weekdays, all weekdays, they have courses, <laughs> okay. like working hours. Perfect. Okay. And are, is there any kind of dress code for, for the law school? Do people who are required to wear a suit or something like that? No, there is no dress code at all law schools in Turkey. Of course, yeah, it will be appropriate for the general society or something, but yeah, otherwise there is no dress code. Mm -hmm. Excellent, okay. And, and what are some of the requirements for you to become a lawyer? Do you, do you have a bar exam? How does that work when you want to qualify to be an attorney? Yeah, normally I can say there's no bar exam, but nowadays things are a little bit changed. I think we have expecting an exam, but I think it's not like a bar exam. Since I'm not practicing as an attorney, I'm a bit unfamiliar with this issue. But as far as I know, this exam for the all law graduate students from after their bachelor's degree, they need to enter an exam. Let's say examination for legal practices is the general. It's supposed to be more general for uh, being an assistant judge, notary, and being a practicing in lawyer or attorney. 
So for candidates who will wish to working as a lawyer in Turkey, they need to finish their law graduate degree. Uh, and after that, they can just, they need to register one of the bar association in Turkey. But after their law education, I think from 2019, I mean, uh, students enrolled at the universities after 2019, they need to take this exam, is the general exam, examination for legal practices. And after that, they can register one of the bar association in Turkey to make their internship. An internship period takes one year for six months takes in the courts and they just uh, actually visit the different kind of courts in the courthouse. And after that, they can just start to practicing as a legal practitioner with the lawyer and uh, who has experience at least five years. So after that, they can obtain a license and they can register one of the bar association to make their job. And during the internship period, legal practitioners also have, attend, have to attend weekly mandatory courses at the relevant bar association. And that's all I can say. Oh, yeah, but uh, Turkish citizenship is the mandatory thing also. I need to mention that. Yeah, but... Um, Turkish law school graduation is also mandatory, but you can always um, get an equivalency degree from uh, Higher Education Council of Turkey. So, but Turkish citizenship is mandatory because it seems like a public job in Turkey. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, uh, another quick question. Uh, are classes all offered in Turkish or do you also have classes in English, for example, in the elective courses? Yeah, I wish we had some elective courses in English, but for now, no. For public universities, we, are, we have LLB programs are conducted 100% in Turkish. But for private universities, as far as I know, because my university is a public university, I know my university is better, but uh, for private universities, they have some programs with up to 30% of their total courses offered with international content lectured in English. But most of them are elective courses and yeah, or courses like international law. But however, uh, three years ago in our school, I mean Ankara University Law School as a public law school, initiated a program uh, with 100% English education. I mean, LLB program with 100% English. Uh, for now, no one has graduated from it yet, but we are expecting some students. I think they are, nowadays they're at the third grade or something and international students also apply for this program. That's but awesome. when we look at the postgraduate programs, I think you asked for the bachelor's degree, but yeah, I can also explain the postgraduate programs. For example, in my area, we have a program that's called the CM Maritime Law, conducted in English. It's for LLM degree with or without thesis and also PhD degree level. Besides, there is an intellectual property law program is also conducted in English. You know, university mm -hmm. oh that's awesome that's amazing yeah um well um thinking about that uh, i i understand that uh turkey has a has a big history of maritime law right like from the ancient times so it's it's yeah. really a country that has a, a long story on that 
And I was wondering if you could tell us just a little bit about the, the Maritime Law Institute, maybe, and, and even if there is any possibility for international uh, lawyers to study there or to get some training with you guys. Yeah, as you, as you mentioned, I am working as a part-time researcher at Ankara University National Center for the CM Maritime Law. In a short way, we call it DEUCAM in Turkish, and I will say DEUCAM. And our center just found was found in 2015 in Ankara University. But after that, it grants um, legal entity status in 2020. So it became a national center for now. And it's the first and I think first and only national center on the CM Maritime Law Policy in Turkey. So our center mainly organized some international workshops, uh, symposium and participates and col collaborates all of the other institutions all over the world. Like uh, they are really reputable institutions like uh, Rodos Academy, it's Ocean's Law and Policy uh, of Rodos Academy and International Maritime Institution of the Law of the Sea, it's called IMLI, can be counted. And it's conduct some projects and publish some journal and so many things and gathers everyone related to CM Maritime Law together nationally and internationally. And we are running some, actually, uh, Ankara University Graduate School of Social Sciences has been started to run LLM and PhD program on the CM Maritime Law, but we support its program and we organize all the things about this program, I think. And for students, I mean the international students interested in this area, I highly recommend to apply for our programs. It's all English and 100% and um, more than half of our lecturers are from foreign countries and there are some practitioners, uh, professors, academics and experts all related to this area actually. And after that, ah, I can also say more than half of our students are also international students. And we have students from Panama. I think we have three students from Panama and most of the Latin countries knows our program. Maybe in Brazil, our program is also known because we already conduct a cooperation protocol with a Brazilian Institute for Love of the Sea. So uh, we just inform our host institutions about the program applications open and then and there's also some scholarship opportunities for this program. We call Turkey Scholarship. It's supported by government actually. And I think it's really good uh, scholarship opportunity for students because it provides fee and flight tickets, accommodation, health insurance, and et cetera, everything, I think. And then it's also easy to apply for our program with this scholarship because they don't need to apply to university. They just apply to scholarship. After that, a scholarship authorities apply to university or something like that. It will be more easier to apply this scholarship program. And we have so many cooperations and we are also seeking for potential cooperations all over the world. And as I said, the Brazilian Institute for the Love of the Sea, University of Peace from Costa Rica, and International Maritime University from Panama, and then Minister of Foreign Affairs from El Salvador. Yeah, I am counting Latin American countries because I'm responsible from Latin America in our center. And we have so many potential cooperations uh, 
from countries like Mexico, Peru, and Bolivia. And we are open to any kind of corporations, I can announce that. And under this protocol or uh, protocols, exchanging students and lecturers are also possible. So I can say, uh, yeah, it's also, there's also postdoctoral opportunity for our center. They can just directly apply for the center or they can just apply for the scholarship as well. Turkish scholarship also covers uh, postdoctoral students' scouts. And I highly recommend to candidates to check the requirements and applications deadline for this scholarship to wish study in Turkey. And we are open any kind of idea related to maritime sea and law of the sea, they can reach us. <laughs> Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for explaining that. It, it definitely can be a great opportunity for who's looking into that area, uh, yeah. thinking about the scholarship and the possibility of being in such a renowned center as well. So that's, that's really nice uh, that you mentioned. Uh, as, as we get to the, to the end of our episode, let me ask you, is, is there anything else maybe that you, um, that maybe I forgot to ask or that you'd like to share about just uh, maybe legal studies or legal practice in, in Turkey or in your specific area of maritime law? Um, you mean for international wish to work in Turkey or study? It could be really anything that, that maybe I just didn't, didn't ask in the podcast okay. and maybe you think it's worth yeah. sharing. To sum up, I, as I said, Turkish citizenship is uh, mandatory to work as a lawyer, an attorney at law in Turkey. And graduation from law school in Turkey is also requirements for becoming an attorney at law in Turkey. But uh, as I said, for international candidates, they need to apply for recognition for their diploma and start their equivalence process carrying out within Council of Higher Education of Turkey. And actually, I have a few friends use this way and start to working as an attorney at law in Turkey. So it takes time, but yeah, if you wish, you can do it. I can say that. And otherwise, what else I can say? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That yeah. that really really is helpful. I feel like it's it's really nice to give an overview of what how legal education works, and and that's just uh, very helpful yeah. for whoever yeah. is thinking about it. So. Once again, Ozge, thank you so much for, for sharing your time with me today and, and um, sharing some more information about uh, studying law and practicing law in Turkey. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you and have a nice day to all. And uh, I will be pleased to answer further questions of your listeners uh, via my email, uh, my email address, my two surnames at theyukam.org. They can just send me, and I can also share the links of the scholarship and our graduate school of social sciences, and you can announce them. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you guys you. for listening, and see you next episode. <laughs>